0: so good to see you all this morning. and uh, This is going to be an interactive service, so I'm glad you're all warmed up with those readings and the singing. For me, one of the hardest part of sermon preparation is coming up with a title. Rarely do I come up with one that I'm really pleased with. The title, though, is an important part of my process. There's so many spiritual subjects that I could preach upon, Coming up with the title helps to narrow that field for me. As I contemplated on the subject for today, though, I was coming up empty. Inspiration just wasn't forthcoming. And the idea of coming up with so many words, a title, and then a sermon, and then delivering it, it all felt exhausting. One evening, while pondering, my spouse decided to see what the magic box of Google had to say about sermon titles. <laughs> he read several that were not at all inspiring to me until he read Dinner with Jesus. It tickled my imagination. Now, in a Christian context, those Dinners with Jesus sermons likely look at Jesus' ministry around food. And meals, Think, for example, the loaves and fishes um, or the Last Supper and so forth. Another way that din- dinner with Jesus might be addressed is through communion or the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table. What piqued my interest, it, um, considering the phrase dinner with, who would I want to have dinner with? out of anyone at any time, who would I want to have dinner with? Would it be Jesus? Maybe. It'd be more fun, though, if I could have dinner with Jesus and Buddha and Muhammad and Moses, an interfaith dinner. We could laugh and eat and talk, and everyone would be calm and relaxed. We'd talk about what they hoped for humanity In what has actually happened. I could ask all kinds of questions and they'd each respond from their own perspective. What would a dinner party like that be with them as my guests? The more I pondered though, the more I realized that a large dinner party with many people is not what would truly nourish my soul. I'd much prefer a one-to-one meal or maybe one and two other people. Not a whole big party. Instead, I'd like to have a nice, quiet cup of tea in my backyard with St. Francis. We could chat about the importance of nature and animals in our spiritual lives. We could ponder how so many have become disconnected from the natural world and themselves. We could contemplate together ways to reconnect as communities and individuals. I thought of the many people who, whose teachings have helped shape my spiritual life. Most of them I don't know personally. Some were alive many hundreds of years ago, others more recently deceased, and, st- and still others that are alive now, and yet I don't know them personally how fun would it be to sit with each of them and share a meal? Oh, what if I had a backyard barbecue on a cool fall afternoon with all of the dogs that have shared my life with me? My first ever yellow lab called Mickey, Brandy, who was such an instrumental part of my growing up, the many dogs my family fostered and adopted, like Thor, Charlie, Pino, and Kaya. Dogs I adopted as an adult. King, B.B., Zeke, Jade, Annabelle, Tucker, Junior, Lily. What if all of them could come and play with my, the dogs who live with me now, Sophie and Shelby? They would all love a barbecue when they got to eat the burgers and hot dogs. What joy that would be. Who would you invite? You can invite whomever you wish, living or dead. The possibilities are limitless. Who would you invite? Maybe it's someone you never personally knew. Perhaps it's someone from your family, a friend you haven't seen in some time, the neighbors you've never met the homeless who live in your neighborhood, someone you wish you had the opportunity to get to know. Maybe it's your younger self or your earlier self. A dinner conversation with all of the many facets of your personality could be interesting. (laughs) What would it be like to dialogue with your always ne- negative or critical self, and your fearless self, your naive self, your fearful self, the eternal optimists who all live in, in, within you? Who would you want to have dinner with? Imagine having dinner with any person or being from any time period. Who comes to mind for you? I'm going to pause here for a moment to allow you to imagine for yourself who you you would invite to dinner. Complete the title for yourself, Dinner With. As people or animals come to your mind, ask yourself, what is it that brought them up for you? You like to talk to them about or do with them? Have fun in pondering this question. For many children, summertime presents endless opportunities for adventure, exploration, just lying about for imagination, creating and recreating scenarios, for becoming a superhero, for play. For many, that capacity for play gets stifled as we enter adulthood. Where as a child, we might have imagined a jungle safari in our own backyard. Often, our jungle safari adventures now are to the grocery store or to the motor vehicle's office or highly planned and scheduled vacation. Rather than imagining ourselves as superheroes, able to leap off of buildings or fly off of the roof, we now imagine all of the myriad ways that things could go wrong. Often, as adults, we only lie idly about when we are experiencing illness. Now, I know some of you are quite skilled at ensuring that your life regularly includes some form of play. As a culture, though, there simply aren't enough opportunities for play. Author Kirk Byron Jones, in his book, Holy Play, The Joyful Adventure of Unleashing Your Divine Purpose, discusses the importance of creativity and play. He writes, When we play, we become absorbed in free engagements that challenge and broaden us and, just as important, bring us joy. This union of focus, adventure, and pleasure unleashes an anticipation for more of the same, initiating a cycle of endless, at times breathless, sacred flow of abundant and creative life. And so I invite you to play along with me this morning as we create invitations for the dinner party that you imagined. This is truly an invitation. Engage with this uh, practice however you feel comfortable, whatever feels right for you. This morning, we we will imagine possibilities, create, share, listen, talk and explore with each other. My hope that this is a truly interactive experience in which we create the service together. You may have noticed at the back of the room, or you can turn around and see now, (laughs) there's a table covered with a variety of crafting materials. These items are for your use to create your own unique dinner invitation. Once you imagine the who, then imagine the what. What type of event? A dinner party, a luncheon, sharing a cuppa, a ballroom dance, a barbecue. Once you have those two things in mind, we'll start to craft our invitations. And as we do, I will offer questions for your reflection, and I will invite your verbal responses for our shared reflection. So as we go forward, um, feel free to move about. Look over the items on the tables. Pick up the pieces that you want. Um, You can um, move around the room, come back to your chair, whatever feels right for you. When you first came in, I invited you to select from white, cream, or black paper. Don't feel tricked if you want a different color. (laughs) If you want a different color for your invitation or you didn't get one, there are um, cards in the back. But notice what what drew you to the color that you did choose. And then, once you've selected your card, we'll embellish it in any way you, you like. So, feel free to move about. I'm going to stay up here so that the folks online listening later can hear us. So, you each had a card like this. You can make your invitation as a whole thing, or you can fold it, and it becomes like, you know. So, I think all of you have chosen a, a base for your cards. Perhaps you selected the black card stock because you're planning a formal event or a goth event. Perhaps you chose the cream color because you're planning an autumn event with pumpkin spice drinks. Perhaps you're seeking simplicity and you selected white paper. As you feel moved, I invite you to share with the rest of us who do you, who did you desire to have dinner with? who would you wish to share your time with? We do have to wrap up this part of the sermon. Um, but the the materials are back there um, for the talk back also, if you wanted to continue playing um, and I invite you, you know some of these might be dangerous, but <laughs> I think there are ways to make most of these um, parties come to some sort of um, reality. Um, you know, Maybe you can't have dinner with Athena, but there are other ways that you can um, invite the spirit of Athena into a dinner party. So um, continue to think about this, and thank you so much for playing with um, playing with us this afternoon. Play is an important part of both our spiritual and our emotional lives. It sparks the imagination, it feeds creativity, and it supports feelings of connection. I hope you all feel really connected to each other after this, um, this play together. There are many people who are known and unknown to us that have informed who we are today in this practice of invitation. I'm reminded of and grateful for all of those ancestors. Calling to mind family and friends, those who have died, keeps their legacy alive. Play helps us to reconnect with ourselves and with our spirit. Thank you all for playing this morning, amen.